This is Brewing It Over. My name is Sunil Pavari, and I'm one of the folks here at The Roasters Pack. It's a podcast where I talk with coffee people about the depths of coffee and what makes it so fascinating. Something for you to brew over while you drink your morning cup. And on this episode, I'm chatting with the person in Canada who is literally the best at tasting coffee. And she's actually the sixth best in the world for 2019. Her name is Sarah Ball, and she's currently the coffee trainer and QC at DeMello Paletta here in Toronto. So first off, what does it even mean to be the best coffee taster in Canada? Well, that's brought up during our conversation, as well as what brought Sarah to competition, how the entire competition experience was, if she has any tips for people who are either looking to get better at tasting coffee at home or looking to compete in competitions in the future. We also talked about how owner at DeMello Paletta and the 2018 Canadian Cup tasters, Felix Cha, practices for competitions, and how does winning impact your dating life? Yes, we get into it all here on this episode of Bring It Over. So let's dive right in. Here's my conversation with Sarah Ball, chatting about her time winning the Canadian Cup tasters. Okay, sweet. So first off, can you just introduce yourself? What's your name? What's your title? What do you do in coffee? Hi, I'm Sarah Ball. I work for DeMello Paletta and I am the coffee trainer and quality control. Nice. And then for your humble brag, uh, what's your coffee, what's your ball and coffee accolades? <laughs> I am the 2019 Canadian Cup Tasters champion Hells yeah. and sixth in the world for 2019. That's awesome. Yay. Nice. Uh, so let's talk about that. What made you kind of decide to hop into competition and like get into this cup tasting? To be honest, I was I didn't I didn't know that I was going to be I was living and working in the United Kingdom in London um, And I didn't know that I was I was planning to stay there forever pretty much Um, but then uh, my relationship uh, I ran away from that in the night and (laughs) had to like I was like ah my visa runs out in about three months What do I do and eventually like quickly decided like going home is the right choice and I'd never really thought about competition before that, but I was like, well, I know one person in coffee and I, I don't know if they'll have a job for me. So maybe I should try and meet some people in Canada. Yeah. Um, and I figured cup tasters was the one that I could do because I did it for work a lot, tasting coffee. I was like, I have a, I, if I have a shot at any of these competitions. My latte art is not amazing. Uh, I don't think I have all the time to put together a routine for barista or something. I think barista had already happened at that point, too. Okay. But uh, so I did cup tasters, so and it was really fun. You were just kind of <laughs> like, let's see how this goes. This could be good, like, networking. Let me yeah, I just I did it essentially to find a job. <laughs> I was like, I'll probably lose horribly, and then, but I'll meet some people, and they'll get to know me, and they'll meet me in person. Maybe maybe I'll be able to hear about a job for when I get back to, to, yeah. to Toronto. And then you just crushed it. Yeah, so that's one way to find a job. It worked. <laughs> just win competitions. Yeah. Easy. Uh, but, okay, so what's your coffee history? Like, how did you get into coffee? How long have you been in coffee? Have you been cupping coffee since you were, like, a toddler? Is that why you're so good at this? <laughs> been tasting co- I honestly, like, the first time, like, I, I really loved coffee as a kid. Like, I thought of it as, like, that gateway to adulthood. I was okay. like, oh, yeah, like, uh, Timmy's double-double. That's, nice. That's what being an adult yeah. is, and <laughs> I'm an adult right now. So I think, like... Like my dad used to let me have coffee as like way too young, like ten years old kid, just nice. being like, I'll have a small double double. <laughs> um, but working in coffee, uh, like I started out, I was in Oakville while I was doing about probably that'd be like ten, nine, ten years ago. Um, I was living and working in, uh, I was like going to school for animation in Oakville, 
And so I st like I got a little cafe job and it was just like kind of like Lavazza coffee like uh, but like still like the f the first concept of like you steam milk and you use an espresso yeah. machine. Uh, I think the first like specialty specialty coffee place I worked at was Manic nice. in Toronto. Um, yeah. One of the OG shops. <laughs> right? Back when Matt Lee still owned it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so like you go from that then you move to England. You worked in a roastery, I think? Yeah, so I worked at, um, I, I'd done some cafe jobs. I worked at Look Mum No Hands. I worked at a place called Saint Père with my my friend Will Pitts hired me. He's a great dude. But I was still like cafe side of things. And that's when, I think working with him was when I started to actually realize that like, this is cool and you can have a career in this. I figured that the cafe side probably wasn't for me. Like I, I think it like customer service in that respect really drains me like I do love it I love giving a good customer service experience yeah but like I, I can't do it the way people do do it that are like career baristas okay um so I started looking for jobs in the like the other side of the industry trying to look for something where somebody would teach me how to roast in exchange for something and I found Taylor Street um so I was packing for them and they were teaching me about roasting uh, it was super cool. And then after that, I worked for Monmouth, and that was the last place I worked in the UK. Sweet. So through those like through those times, you I guess you probably got pretty good at like cupping. Do you feel like or? Yeah, especially like Monmouth. Even like working in the shops, you're drinking coffee with customers all day. You're tasting with them. They have a bean counter, so you're there with them just like tasting it being like these are tasting notes either teaching people about it yeah. and so you're really really thinking about it there i think that was and i also our green buyer was helping me by setting up fake competitions sweet, there sweet. but yeah i think taylor street was the first time that i i'd done cuppings with like like when i worked in cafes when it's like oh like square mile is going to bring us down and we're going to cup the coffee that we taste that we buy from them uh or we're going to cup something new and like taste it with them or public cuppings but taylor street was the first time that i did like production cuppings and I think that is an intensely good way to get to train your palate for these competitions because you are tasting like if you have like 40 or 20 coffees even to taste in one cupping before they get cold you have to do it fast and if you're going to think about it at all you have to think about all of those things at once yeah I feel like production cupping is like the ultimate training because yeah. <laughs> it's like roasters will be like hey we changed the roast by like eight seconds what do you think and you're like what <laughs> you know you have to provide some sort of detailed feedback or like an eight second change or something like that yeah, yeah and like that stuff is the stuff that matters I, but like i don't know if the consumer tastes it we can taste we it can taste i it. think as coffee people we taste and it, i think but... that's all that matters as long as we feel good about it right yeah so <laughs> we're doing something here <laughs> so how'd you feel going into that first competition like what was your what was your like thought process? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you kind of just seeing like, hey, let's see what happens? Yeah, I also, so I kind of like joined it up with visiting my extremely pregnant friend at the time. Like she thought she might give birth that week. But so I was like nervous for her. And then I think that calmed me down about the competition. I was like, whatever, a baby might come out of you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is nothing right now. And I kind of went into it with the mindset of like, I will always, I will try my best but I'm probably not going to win. So there's no reason to be worried about it. And I think that's a good mindset to have. It's like the worst thing that can happen is I lose the worst out of anybody. And really that's not that bad. Like nobody's going to be like, that's lame that <laughs> you didn't win. Yeah. You flew all the way yeah. here. I did have that kind of in my mind where I was like, you took a flight here. You better win. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought like, I, I thought I might have a chance, but mostly our, like our green buyer, Jose, 
uh, really believed in me. And I was like, I don't believe in me, but I believe in Jose. And he believes in nice. me. So maybe, maybe I can win. That's cool. Yeah. I remember the first round though like I just started shaking and I was watching other people I watched a round of people before me go and I saw somebody shaking really bad and like dripping the coffee everywhere and I was like (laughs) I'm going to be that person (laughs) so how does it work can you walk me through like the competition structure like so you have the like explain to me actually yeah so you have uh eight minutes total to do the whole thing but there's eight sets of triangles in front of you uh the triangles are three cups two of them are the same coffee one of them's a different coffee. And so it's just picking the odd one out. But they can be different in a lot of really similar ways or really wildly different ways. Like some of the things that I think I tasted were uh, like they, it would be the same, like, like the same region, neighboring farms, same roast profile. So like a really similar beat, but like you know, there might be like a flavor note or two that's different in the soil or maybe it was like a different varietal or something yeah um or like a different mix of things some of them were definitely wildly different like it's like this is like an ethiopian natural and this one's like a brazil yeah like it's not not all of them are super hard some of them it was like oh like the first sip you're like yeah that one's definitely (laughs) the odd one (laughs) (laughs) okay that's good that they threw some of those like softballs in there yeah i think some there i don't know Specifically, at the Worlds, I was talking to a guy, um, Josh Clark, that won second, I want to say. Okay. No, he third, third. He was the UK guy. He had worked, his roastery had roasted the previous World Championships uh, coffee. And he was saying that there was stuff where, like, like, in the roast profiles that they gave them, like, maybe it would be just, like, a little bit longer development time on the exact same beans. That's intense. Yeah. That's where production rushes <laughs> crush it, <laughs> <Like> right? <yes. laughs> um, so you so you do this, you do the first round, you find out you made it to the like, is there like a semis and then a finals, or like how does it work, like the actual structure of the, the tourney? Yeah. So for the Canadian one, we just had the preliminary preliminary round and then a semifinals and then a fi- oh my god, am I remembering this right? Ah. Uh, Ah, uh, uh, my How memory many times is did like you, did terrible. You cup coffees, do you remember, or was it all I, just It a was blur? either three or two. Okay, but I think it was no. It must have been two because there was only two days that weekend, and we did one each day. Okay. Yeah. So then, how do they decide like who makes it to the second round? Is it based off of like number of cups correct plus time? Yeah. So it's it, it goes by number of cups correct first, and then uh, if if like you got the same amount, like there's eight there. Let's say you got all eight correct, or both like two people, the maximum correct that anybody got was seven. It would go by time. So by like it can be by seconds. Like I the guy that got fifth, I became good friends with at the world competition. And I, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> it was by like two, like, like something ridiculous, like 30 seconds or like okay. five seconds or something that he won. But we got the same, like. You got the same amount of cups, correct? It's like, he got fifth. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really nice guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so then when did you find out you got it to the next round? Like, how did you feel? Were you like excited or nervous even more? What was kind of going through your head when you got, found out that you made it to the, the second round? With the Canadian yeah, with national, the Canadian one, yeah. I I was like, because as soon as I, like, as soon as I got eight, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like I think I have a good chance. Having yeah. watched the other people, I think there was still a round or two to go, um, before we'd know. Yeah, there was definitely only two rounds for the Canadian one, 
I, I knew that I was I was probably gonna go through unless like everybody did super well or something because um, I think I was the only per I was like the second person to get all eight correct or something um, so I was kind of like oh okay like shit maybe I will so when I found out that like I kind of figured it out that I was gonna go through and then I was like okay well that's good that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's positive yeah. uh, but I'm definitely gonna lose because I had seen uh, the guy, uh, oh god, there was Felix and um, what's his name? Oh, uh, David Kim. Yeah, David Kim. He did it in like two minutes and got. Really? I think he had also gotten all eight correct. Cause yeah, I think the three of us were the only ones that got all eight. Um, but he had done it in like two minutes, so I was like, that guy is getting first. <laughs> like I can't do that in two minutes. There's no way. Uh, but the like the like the actual round for the finals was super sweet because as soon as like we were lifting cups and I think it was it was already clear that David wasn't gonna come in first and I was like oh shit like I do definitely have a chance and like as we're lifting up I think there was one cup that made it for sure that like Felix wasn't gonna get like that I was gonna win um, and then I think that made Felix second and he like came over and gave me gave me a hug who is now my boss yeah that's crazy uh, I was like oh. <laughs> That's so nice, like, because I was like, oh, and he was like, congratulations. <laughs> I was like, we haven't even done that official thing yet, yeah. but it was like, he, oh, yeah. like, you did the math in your head, too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And then, uh, yeah, you, you crushed it. That's, like, awesome. The first competition, first place. Yeah. I had never competed before. You've never <laughs> In anything. <laughs> yeah, so, like, have you ever done, like, you've done no competition, like, because I feel like, in my opinion, I assume that people who are, like, generally really like competitive in other things tend to like have some sort of crossover just because they've like been able to practice that like be able to handle the nerves yeah right or it's like, <laughs> I, feel like it's a crossover. <laughs> I don't know if i i'm just generally not a i don't, I don't really love attention or uh like people looking at me <laughs> which is why I, it, like it was weird for me to enter i was like because forever i'd been like i think back when i was working with my friend will he was like, oh, like these, like, I was like, but why? Like he does the latte art competition always and barista usually. Um, and I was like, but why do you do those competitions? Like I've seen people do them, but it makes no sense to me. Like, is it just for like the glory of being the best? And he's like, no, you get money. Okay. And I was like, oh, I could consider it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that makes a lot more sense. What was the prize for winning the Canadian comp? The Canadian comp was your trip to Berlin yeah. uh, and accommodations. Which is pretty sweet. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty nice. So how many weeks did you have to prepare for the Berlin? Uh, oh, God. I, like, I remember while I was in London still, like, I came back and they had made me a sash that said Miss Canada and, Sweet. like, a bunch of funny stuff and had, <laughs> nice. like, a cake with a gold star on it. That's awesome. And everyone was like, you did it. <laughs> they were, so, even though it's, like, not for that country, the, the company Monmouth didn't really care. They were like, it's just awesome that you're doing this yeah. thing. Um, but, yeah. So I think I, I did like a couple, like once a week, like actual practice for the competition for the last month that I was there. Um, and then I flew back to Canada for May. And then I kind of like, I had some practice. I was working at Pilot for a little bit before I started with DeMello after the world competition. Um, so a girl at Pilot, Kath was helping me out and I, I did like a couple rounds with her. But I kind of was like, oh, shit, like I haven't been practicing at all because <laughs> I like uprooted my entire life and moved it yeah. across the ocean. <laughs> Started a, two new jobs. 
So then how did you feel going to like going to compete in the international? Were you like nervous? Did you have a pregnant friend there too to help you keep your mind off of it? <laughs> I mostly was like for the competition, I was like, it is a, a wonder and a miracle that I'm even here at this like world competition thing. I was really like impressed with that already. And then also I got to see a whole bunch of my like UK friends and like met a bunch of new people and stuff and some people that I'd known online, but not in person. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was more fun just like hanging out with people and like just seeing people I hadn't seen in forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then how was the world competition? Like walk me through that one. What was that one like? Yeah, it was like that one. I was like, oh, like, am I going to be nervous? I, I'm definitely not winning this one. <laughs> like okay. this, this is just not going to happen. Um, and the first day what I got all like I got all eight correct on the first the because there was a like a first round quarterfinal semifinal and then the finals so four yes um so the first day was just like the like preliminary round um and that one when I got all eight correct I was like oh shit like that actually like like uh, am I good at this then <laughs> I guess I might be good <laughs> I don't know You're like the most casual <laughs> <laughs> I had, like I met up with my friend Will that was doing the latte art for the UK and I was like uh just talking to him about he used to he once had to ban me from eating salmon out of the trash where we worked because I kept getting sick <laughs> But he ate the salmon too. But I was like, I'm I'm a trash person. Like, how am I? How have I, like, gotten to like the, do this? Like, it's the palate what's of wrong with the me? best coffee taste? Yeah, you gotta know when it's still okay, <laughs> salmon. Um, but yeah, going into the, I think it was like the semifinal round. He like held me by the shoulder and was like, "Listen, you you were born trash, and you'll always be trash." show them what trash can do and I was like oh god uh and then I lost damn it in the uh, semifinals that's where that's where yeah yeah so I made it all the way to semifinals yeah that's still pretty like, great cool. yeah. yeah how does it feel to be the sixth best coffee taster in the world do you like are you able to like operate through life properly with all this fame and fortune now? <laughs> I do have a, I have like a couple of friends that are like you're like the people outside of the coffee world that don't like know the competition really that just think it's really funny yeah uh, and they're like oh, you're like my friend with like a special skill <laughs> my friend Callie was getting me to smell stuff in her house and she's like what does this smell like <laughs> and I was like joking that I'm like an like an f-list coffee celebrity totally. Like, totally people might know what the competition is and then they're like oh yeah neat <laughs> yeah but that, it's, that it's honestly still... is like super neat to be the sixth best <laughs> coffee taster in the world that's like pretty yeah. awesome it went on my tinder profile nice i'm the best tasting canadian and uh, did that help <laughs> <laughs> people think it's really funny and just a joke and then they're like oh because i think i put it on like hinge or something that i'm i made a bad uh while i was at the berlin competition because i made a tinder joke on my instagram where i was like oh like now I can put six best tasting <laughs> human in the world. <laughs> like, uh, people started sliding into my DMs, and I was like, oh, no, now I'm very uncomfortable oh, with no. this competition. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, like, I think I put on Hinge that it's, like, uh, tasting coffee, like, it's my job. Yeah. And then something about that, and people people just don't think it's real. And they're like, oh, you must really like coffee. And I'm like, no. It's, yeah. It's, it's weird, but that is my job. Yeah. <laughs> I had a professional coffee snob in my, because it, it like lets people know, you know, I actually yeah. am a professional at this. Yeah. And then, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's next for you? Do you think you're going to compete next year? You're going to, you've got a title to defend. 
Yeah, so I'm definitely going to compete in cup tasters this year. Because um, I guess like the the competition should be in October. Uh, it, I don't think it's been officially announced yet. But And I'm going to do Brewer's Cup. I've been working on something. Nice. That. That's cool. So I figure why not go the classic route of you try cup tasters and then you get a like a taste for the competition and then you win <laughs> and, then, and then you go to, and then, and then you, you win. go to the yeah. next one <laughs> or maybe i can actually get maybe i'll win cup tasters again yeah but maybe i won't practice it's, enough i don't know <laughs> yeah well it's cool that you have like felix there and jamie yeah, like yeah. two awesome like tasting people to like help you out and kind of like practice together yeah it's definitely a really good company to work for especially like they they really support that competition side totally. of things uh, Felix will not practice with me, but <laughs> I asked him and he said, I hate practice. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just good at it and doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, okay. So with this month in the Roasters Pack, we're featuring uh, the Miguel Rodriguez coffee. Mm -hmm. And last month we featured two coffees from the exact same region. Mm -hmm. uh, we featured one from Drum Roaster and one from Bozaneros. And next month we're featuring another one from the same region, which kind of makes this like cool comparative tasting. Um, just to be like, hey, what's this region all about? Mm -hmm. um, so, like, uh, do you have any tips for, like, new coffee people in terms of tasting? And, like, how can they get better at, like, understanding different different coffees? Yeah. Uh, I think, like, to be honest, uh, like, if, if it's not your job, I kind of, like, tell people, like, just enjoy the coffee. Like, you're going to taste things that are different. But I think, like, getting deep into like the little like similarities and differences and really like thinking about it hard like I just don't know why that would be fun for somebody that isn't it isn't their job to do that yeah um like I would just drink the coffee and really really love it and just like it for what it is but if it's something that like you're passionate about or you work in coffee and you you want to get better at tasting for like the QC side of things for the roasting side of things or something I think it is just about like tasting coffees and thinking really hard about it like thinking like like having a couple beside each other really similar ones really different ones and thinking about how that feels in your mouth what the body is like is it like what kind of like of those like higher more acidic notes are you getting what does like trying to connect those with actual flavors in the real world yeah to build taste profiles like when i'm making tasting notes i think it's like that's something that was really really hard at first was it's like i can I can taste this and I can, I can, I know it tastes like something, but like thinking, like actually coming up with that thing, I think is a hard skill for sure to learn. Yeah. And especially like the words in that wheel that we have as like coffee professionals, there's all those words that we know and share together for a good purpose so mm -hmm. that we are, like, we can all come from different backgrounds and know certain flavors, but then we can connect them with something on that wheel and then we can talk about the same thing and know what we're talking about and yeah. tasting the same thing. Like to me, it might smell like sunscreen or something, but to somebody else that actually does smell like a pineapple okay. or a coconut. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So kind of taste a lot of coffees, try comparative coffee tastings, and then also like try and get some good reference points in terms of like other things in the world. Yeah, yeah, I think like tasting things in general. Somebody asked me that recently if that is part of like like do you like but do you just like taste a lot of things? And I was like, I think I've always just like putting random things in my mouth. Yeah. As a child and stuff. But I uh, like I remember I, some tasting notes on Demello bags and my business partner's mm -hmm. like, Does do they just like eat random things? Like how do they come <laughs> up with this stuff? Like I think we're all from like wildly different backgrounds too. Like especially like in the roastery right now, it's often Jamie, Mark and myself. 
and like so you have a korean a, a guy with a polish background and then a very extremely canadian maybe a little bit british now okay uh, <laughs> uh like like those different palettes like coming up with different things like totally. i was running a cupping uh neo recently and somebody was like asking like oh like how like about tasting notes and like i was like sometimes explaining it like sometimes like i'm gonna taste something and be like that's ribena because i recently have lived in a country where that's a common flavor yeah. and like black currant is everywhere but in canada we don't really have black currant yeah so people here aren't going to connect with that so it would depend on what market it's for what totally. i would want to put on the bag yeah because you kind of want to like I mean, it's sort have, of accessible a little understand. bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want to put like a fun, different tasting note. I remember Felix had like this really obscure Korean fruit on a tasting note oh, yeah. on, uh, on his bags one time. And I was like, what is that? And then the next time I saw him, he, he gave me like this fruit <laughs> to be like, here, try <laughs> this like jujube fruit. And I was yeah. like, oh, interesting. I think it's fun too to like find tasting notes and then be like, what the hell is that? And like seek it out. Like there's a Korean grocery store. You can yeah. get some weird fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you have any tips for like people who are like trying to be like professionals, not just own people, but like I mean, maybe you don't want to give away your secrets, you know? Oh, my secrets. This is only for the non-Canadians <laughs> listening. Yeah, you. Nobody follow any of this. Don't practice. <laughs> smoke cigarettes. Yeah. That's the Felix um, uh, guidebook. Yeah. Don't practice. Smoke cigarettes. Just walk in there like it's your job, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, like for competition or for for competition? Yeah. It. I think like honestly, like the the biggest help for somebody like myself that had never done the competition before was having people that had done it and setting up a fake version. Because I think that's half the nerves. Is if I had gone in there just being like, okay, I taste things for my job, but do I like like would I actually like knowing how the competition works? Like would I actually like get nervous and be like, ah. Because there's, like, little things about it. Like, you can't lift the cup off off the table. Okay. Um, otherwise, it doesn't count. I think, like, that, that just that aspect to it was really good. Like, running through, like, especially doing, like, a couple tables in a day. Like, a couple versions of the competition. Yeah. Because then, like, sometimes the competition is, like, the, the quarterfinals and the semifinals were on the same day. So I had about an hour in between quarterfinals and mm. semifinals. And I think that was, like, a big thing is, like, your mouth gets tired totally and like you you're tasting so many coffees and especially like those how what's what's eight times three 24 i think 24 24 24 yeah 26 i don't know i'm i'm good at math when i have time (laughs) Uh, i don't want to be like uh but yeah like that many cups in like ideally less than eight minutes is a lot it's a lot and it's a lot to think about and just like forcing yourself to do that for and sure. tasting in that specific way too because i don't think it's the same as the way that you would taste things and think about it for um like a regular cupping for like any like job that we do i don't think it, it's it's not really set up in that way yeah. where you're like just are these things different and the things that you think about instead of what you would normally think about like i think there's little bits that you might taste like sometimes it's just the acidity that I'm tasting for and I'm like if the acidity is a little bit different because there's different acids if it tastes if it feels more phosphoric or it tastes more citric I'm like ah this one they're similar but this one's different like that was something that I used a lot okay um because or like because like the body is usually going to be pretty similar if it's like similar beans and like very similar regions and really similar roast profile I think 
acidity. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think that's, that's important my, probably that's like like finding different areas to kind of dial into and be mm-hmm. like, let me think about that, just that, and see how that compares between the different coffees. That seems like a good pro tip right there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, you're like, all these things are similar. Like I can taste this one little note in it that's different. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you're doing, which I guess is kind of a production cupping, but... I think you you know you're in a different headspace going into a production cupping because you're like these are the same coffees. I'm just tasting if one of them's a little bit off. Yeah, totally. Wicked. Well, thanks for sharing your perspective yeah. on cup tasters. And oh, uh, awesome. where can people find you if they wanted to like? Is that a thing that you? you know? uh, yeah, slide into my DMs <laughs> 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 at Sarah Eliza Ball uh, on Instagram. Um, finding me on Facebook would be kind of weird unless we're friends in the real world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Instagram's the one. Um, if it's, uh, coffee related for DeMello, you can get me, get at me at Sarah at HelloDemello.com. Um, if you need Wicked. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks so much. So I think if there's a lesson from that conversation, it could be summarized by the great, wise philosopher, Michael Scott, who said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky. Sarah flew to Edmonton to see if A, she could network with coffee people and maybe land herself a coffee job in Canada, and B, who knows, maybe she would win the coffee competition. And she ended up going two for two. Not bad at all. So shoot your shot, folks, and you never know what could happen. Thanks to Sarah for taking the time to chat with us for this episode. You can find her on Instagram at Sarah Eliza Ball. And also be sure to give us a follow on the socials at The Roasters Pack. Let us know what you thought of the episode and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We've got three more in the pipeline that are going to be coming out very soon. And we're pretty excited about that. This has been Brewing It Over. Until next time. Cheers, friends.